0: Simple song says, God is doing something wonderful in me. Is he doing something wonderful in you? I said, Is he doing something wonderful in you? Here we go. Everybody. God is God is doing something wonderful in me. God is doing, God is doing something wonderful in me. Something awesome and, awesome and incredible. That only he will get the glory. Incredible and awesome. And awesome. God is doing yeah, yeah, put your hands together. Let's say that again. God is. God is. wonderful yeah. is. God is. God is. God is. God awesome. is. Come on, y'all know it. Y'all sing it with us. Simple songs as God is doing... that's good news now repeat after me right here Yes, together.
1: Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. So good to be with you on this Lord's Day. I pray that you and yours are well. Go ahead and share this uh, video with your family and your friends. Let them know that K-Chapel is on live right now. This service, this worship is too good for you to keep to yourself. Amen. Listen, it's time to get into the service and the praise team is here. We're going to get into the service and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, remembering and honoring God. Why? Because God is our creator. creator and God made us who we are.
0: As you walk with the Lord. The enemy may make you question who you are, but we came to tell you who that is, and want you to know that God. God made me. He made me who I am. Oh, come on, let's say that again. God made me. He made me. Say it again. God made me. God made me. Mm. He made me, he made me my <laughs> Let's say that one more time. God. He made me. Mm. He made me my now lift your voice and say, I'm a conqueror. I'm a conqueror. I'm big. Victorious. i won't be stopped i won't be stopped i won't be stopped i won't be stopped i'm a believer i'm, a believer. I'm, an, achiever. I'm an achiever i won't be blocked i won't be blocked <laughs> i won't be blocked be why because god say, God made me. Oh, yes, he did. And that's good news. Come on, lift your voice and say, I Stop. I won't Take it up, y'all, say it again I'm victorious
2: Good morning, Kate Chapel. Our scripture for the morning comes from Luke, the first chapter, verses 26 through 30. The birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village near Galilee in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared and said to her, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel said to her, for you have found favor with God. Thus the reading, Luke chapter one, 26 through 30 may the lord bless the hearers and readers of his word may we pray all praise to god to father of our lord and savior jesus christ god you are our merciful father and the source of our comfort you comfort us in all troubles so that we can comfort others when they are troubled we will be able to give them the same comfort you have given to us Lord God, thank you again for the gift of Christmas, Jesus, who lived with us, taught us, and gave his life for us, so that we will have the comfort of salvation, for it is in his name, the name of Jesus we pray, and give our all, amen.
1: God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Listen, it's time now that we give in this our offering and tithe spirit. We thank God that he is the awesome God who gives so much unto us. And this is a way that we can bless him by showing how much we love him through our giving Unto the Lord, we encourage you to give in any number of ways. as always, you can give by texting the number that's on your screen, you can give by way of the church app, or you can mail or drop your offering off by the office. Whatever you do, make sure that you do so regularly, liberally and cheerfully, for the Lord still loves a cheerful giver. Won't you give now? Try me now, the Lord says. And see if I would not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there should not be room enough to receive it. Won't you give now?
2: pray. Dear God, in this Christmas season, we thank you for the gifts that we give. We thank you for the gift that you have given. We ask, O God, at this time of benevolence and offertory and and, and our tithes, that we be able to submit a little something back to you. O God, you asked us all for 10%. Oh, God, we thank you for allowing us to give back what we have, and we ask that we would all be able to do biblically, biblically what you ask of us. Thank you, dear Lord, for this day. Thank you for all the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us in the past and as of now. For it is in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen.
3: girl's heart filled with hopes and dreams I always imagined what I thought my life would be as I'm waiting on my promise I know I know mm. my window mesmerized by the beauty of the stars in the sky yes a smile on my face I serve a God who created them all and suddenly an angel appears Next to me, I was startled by his presence, but a made... Messiah, the ruler, peace for all of the world. He is the
1: God our Father, you who have called sinful men to speak forth your holy gospel, help me now to be a faithful messenger to those you have given to my charge. Give me honest conviction, clear speech, and pure intention to thy great glory and to the salvation of souls. Open our ears that we might hear and open our hearts that we might change to be more like you in our words, our thoughts, and our deeds. In Jesus' name, amen. We are well acquainted with this part of Mary's story. The angel Gabriel comes to her and announces that she would be the mother of the Messiah. Mary is startled, to say the least. She was surprised for sure, taken aback, no doubt, at such a grand and glorious and unexpected announcement. But but read closely because Matthew does not say that she was shocked, but troubled. Not surprised, troubled. Not, Not taken off guard, but troubled. Not startled, she was troubled. It's important to note that in this point of their exchange, Gabriel has not even told Mary that she would be the mother of Jesus. The only thing that Gabriel has done to this point is greeted her by saying, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And with that greeting, Mary is troubled. With those few words, Mary is troubled. That that language and that message from Gabriel causes Mary to become troubled. And, And you can't just read over the fact that this positive message troubles this young girl. An affirming statement troubles her, a declaration about her value and her worth and her status that should lift her up actually troubles her. The fact that Mary was troubled about How Gabriel greets her suggests that something about her self-concept is off. It says something about how she interpreted her own reality and how she saw herself. It says something about what she thought about herself and perhaps how she understood herself to be seen by others, which was evidently something vastly different from what God thought about her. Because God saw saw her as worthy. He said so through Gabriel, but that troubled her. God saw her as favored and said as much through Gabriel, but that that troubled her. God saw her as blessed and told her so, but that troubled her. So this morning, I want to talk to to young people in particular, but anybody in general who struggles with your own self-concept, You who think less of yourself than you ought to think, you who have been troubled by the messages that you have been given by media and mama, narratives that you have been fed by commercials, community, and cousins, things that you've been told by mean children and thoughtless church members and complexes that you've had to deal with because of what daddy never said. I want to talk to somebody who is or who has been troubled by what you've been told about yourself and what you struggle to believe as true. You you have been troubled by by what you see when you look in the mirror because you see everything that's wrong rather than everything that's good. I wanna talk to people who have been grappling with and still perhaps wrestling with words that have scarred your self-esteem, messages that have damaged your self-concept and attitudes that have created personal insecurities that cause you to underestimate your value and undercut your potential. Mary was troubled because she heard a greeting from Gabriel that matched neither her reality nor her perception of herself. Gabriel declares her to be highly favored. He says, the Lord was with her and that she was blessed among women. And in essence, Mary listens to Gabriel's greeting, looks at herself and says, who me? Highly favored, who? Me, the Lord is with you. Who, me? Blessed art thou among women. Who, me? That, that's not what I've been told about myself. That's not what I've come to understand about who I am. That does not line up with what my family and what my community have shaped me to believe about myself. So, so we've come to this beauty shop this morning to, to get a few things straight, because in our community, the beauty shop and the barbershop are the two places where we can just, we can just talk. Stop by this beauty shop this morning to have this conversation about overcoming personal insecurities, conquering internal messages, and recognizing that when God made you, he didn't make a mistake. You don't need to be troubled by the truth about your beauty, the truth about your ability, the truth about your blessedness, but you've got to work through and overcome your personal insecurities. Husband and wife, psychologists Kenneth and Mamie Clark, famously designed what has come to be known as the Dahl study. The Dahl study was a test to measure the psychological effects of segregation upon black children. That study was significant in the Supreme Court's decision, Brown versus Board of Education, to end school segregation. And basically what the study showed was that harm was done to the psychology of children when society sends messages that one race is better than another. You remember the experiment. It took plastic dolls, black and white, gave them to the children, and then asked these children a series of questions. Questions like, which doll is the pretty doll? Which doll is the ugly doll? Which doll is good and which doll is bad? And then they asked this, which doll do you want to play with? And finally, which doll looks like you? The study showed overwhelmingly that black children looking at black dolls saw themselves and saw the dolls as ugly, bad, not wanting to play with or associate themselves with those dolls. That was 1955 but would it surprise you to know that 50 years later when that study was replicated in 2005 that the results were basically the same which means that when it comes to images of beauty When it comes to notions of self-worth when it comes to self-concept that we are socialized in america by messaging media and otherwise that there's something not right about black skin something not good about black hair something not worthy about blackness in general so since we're in the beauty shop let's go ahead and keep it real let's keep it honest those messages don't just come from without but they come from within too Too often in our own communities, we lift up a Eurocentric standard of beauty above our own standards and judge one another by that standard. And I'm not here to argue that black women need to go natural or black women need to do anything with their hair other than what they choose to do with it. But whatever you do, be comfortable in your choices and don't judge others by the choices that they make. If she's rocking box braids back down to her back or a neat and low afro, if she's got neck length bob or, or going bold and bald, we have to see the beauty in the diversity of black womanhood and celebrate who and how God created you. And stop damaging one another with messages about skin and hair and whatever else that cause personal insecurities that then take a lifetime to undo. Be confident and what God gave you, how God equipped you, how God fashioned you, the color that God made you, the body shape that God gave you, the acumen that God gave you, the athleticism that he gave you, the ability that he gave you, and know that you have been blessed with it. That's what Mary had a hard time accepting, that she was blessed. The truth troubled her because when she looked at her life, When she considered all that society had told her about who she was and what she would become and and the most that she could expect out of life, that became her self-concept. Average. Ordinary. Just like everybody else. Nothing special. So when Gabriel greeted her with the truth that she was special, the truth that she was blessed and highly favored. The truth was troubling because it countered everything that she had grown up believing about herself. Can I, can I go over to the barbershop for just a minute and talk to the brothers? Because make sure brothers, that you tell your daughter how special she is, how smart she is, how beautiful she is, so that when she hears it from somebody else, Her self-esteem hasn't been so starved and so malnourished and so underfed that it causes her to become troubled in how she responds. Fathers, make sure that before your, your young daughter goes out with that young thundercat that she already knows because she's heard everything from you about how she is and who she is and what she is and where she's going and who she's becoming. I don't know. I don't know what Mary's father was like, but I wonder how many daddy-daughter conversations he had had with her. I wonder how many times he told her, Mary, you're special. I wonder how often he shared with her that he saw beauty in her and a bright future ahead of her, because I just believe that had there been enough of those conversations, then Gabriel's greeting would not have been so troubling because she would have had a good baseline to work from. She, she could have said, yeah, my, my dad has told me that since I was six years old. My daddy used to say to me that the Lord was with me. And My daddy used to smile every time he looked at me and say that God made me special. And rather than it troubling her, Gabriel's greeting would have just been affirmation and confirmation of what her daddy had been saying all the time. So fathers, tell your daughters who they are what they are so that they hear it from you first That the first time that they are confronted with the truth about their beauty their ability and their blessedness come from you but let me go ahead and try and help somebody overcome your personal insecurities and live in the beautiful blessedness that god created you to be in order not to be troubled by truth the truth of who you are the first thing you must do you must learn to face the facts it's in verse 28 What mary heard that day from gabriel yeah it was a different message but it was the truth it was an unexpected message but it was the truth it was a message that took mary by surprise but it was the truth and if you're going to overcome personal insecurities you've got to learn how to face the facts and accept the truth. That means that you've got to stop arguing with what the Lord says about you, regardless of what others have said, what society has said, what the media has said. You must believe the report of the Lord concerning who you are, trusting that what the Lord has to say about you is the truth. Some of you are troubled, just like Mary was when she was confronted with a word of truth about who she was. When somebody dares to say to you that you are good enough that you and all you do is good enough truth of the matter is you're troubled by that thought the thought of actually being good enough because for years you've been trying to be something that somebody else said was how you ought to be and how you ought to look and and what you ought to do and and you struggled to accept yourself for the beautiful and blessed person you are because you grew up hearing about everything that was wrong with you and needed to be different everything that was wrong about your your hair wrong about your your skin color, wrong about your body type, wrong about the size of your nose, the plumpness of your lips, wrong about your ability on the court and in the classroom, everything that was wrong about your athleticism because you could beat some of the boys in their own sports, wrong about your scholarship because you could outthink some of the teachers and and you had to spare their feelings by gearing down and not showing how much you knew and how much you could do now you wrestle with a lifetime of personal insecurities that keep you from believing and operating in just how beautiful and blessed you really are because you've been trying to fit into someone else's understandings and definitions and expectations. But I need you to hear me this morning. Don't ever dim your light to make others comfortable with who you are. Don't ever slow down so others can keep up. Don't ever cover your brilliance So that people will like you face the facts and be the beautifully blessed person that god created you to be in all of its fullness and make others face those facts too in other words if you're the smartest person in the class be the smartest person If you excel or are interested in things that your peers aren't, don't let them keep you from dreaming or exploring or enjoying those things. You want to ice skate? You want to make movies? You want to race cars? You want to design buildings? Be who God created you to be and face the facts of how wonderfully and marvelously you have been created to do those things. But facing the facts and embracing the truth of who you are means that you must refuse to live in fear. It's in verse 30. And the angel said unto her, fear not Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Listen, if you're going to stop looking around and asking, who me? If you're going to conquer your personal insecurities and live in the full and beautiful blessedness of who you are, You've got to refuse to live in fear. Gabriel saw the trouble on Mary's face. He heard the concern in Mary's voice. He, he saw her shoulders begin to droop and her back begin to curve. And he, he watched her as she began to hide her smile the way Celie does in the color purple because she'd been taught for so many years that she was ugly. Gabriel, Gabriel says to Mary what I need for every person who has ever second guessed their value. Every person who has ever wondered about their worth, every person who has ever questioned their capabilities or felt some kind of way about your weight, was discontent about your color or hurt because of your hair. Listen to what Gabriel says to you this morning. Fear not, for you have found favor with God. In other words, it doesn't matter who doesn't like you. Because you found favor with God. It does not matter who can't appreciate you. You have found favor with God. It does not matter who does not know how to handle your brilliance or your intelligence. You have found favor with God. It does not matter who rejects you because of their hangups. You found favor with God. And when God favors you, it doesn't matter who can't see you for who you are. When God favors you, man can't keep you from doing what God has created you to do. When God favors you, nobody can keep you from what God has meant to be yours. When God favors you, you don't have to apologize for being great, for being professional, for being on time, for being articulate, for being well-groomed, for being detail-oriented. Quit living in fear and be who God says you are. Not everyone will, that you meet will see your light shine anyway. Everybody won't like your song, sing anyhow. Some will mistake your confidence for arrogance. Be confident anyway. Some people will call your professionalism perfectionism. Be professional anyhow. The virtue, the ethics, and morals that guide you won't be shared or appreciated by everybody else. Stay true to who you are. The colors, the patterns, and the styles that you like won't always be what's trending. Go ahead and create new trends, but be the person that God has called you to be and quit living in fear. Finally, in order to conquer your personal insecurities, you've got to do this last thing. Find an affirming voice. Now you've got to read a little bit further in the story to see this. In verses 41 through 45, after Gabriel finishes his announcement that not only she has found favor with God and not only is she blessed among women, but that she would in fact bring the Christ child into the world. Mary has a lot to consider, but I like the fact that she, she doesn't, talk it over with someone she can't trust. But she goes and she visits with her cousin Elizabeth. The text says that when Mary comes through the door and greets Elizabeth, that the baby that Elizabeth was carrying leaped inside of her. It says Elizabeth was then filled with the Holy Ghost. And when Elizabeth felt that thing moving inside of her because of Mary's voice, Elizabeth said the same thing that Gabriel said concerning Mary to Mary. She said, blessed art thou among women. In other words, Elizabeth affirmed and confirmed what Mary had been told by Gabriel. And if you're going to overcome your personal insecurities, you need somebody who can affirm for you what God has put inside of you. You need an affirming voice that can speak life inside of you when you don't feel like you are or you have all that God says you are and you have. You need an affirming voice that can remind you of what the Lord has declared concerning you. You need an affirming voice that can answer questions before you ask them. Speak to situations before they develop. Give advice before requests are made because they are as committed to that thing happening for you as you are yourself, you need an affirming voice that can bless you when you need it and correct you when you're wrong, an affirming voice that can check you and challenge you and charge you all at the same time. You need an affirming voice that can remind you when you don't feel like answering to the calling that's on your life. You need an affirming voice that can remind you of who you are, what your mission is, and what God has called you to do and who God has called you to be. You need an affirming voice. That's what Mary had through Elizabeth an affirming voice. Listen to Elizabeth. Blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. In other words, Elizabeth said, listen, you heard what Gabriel said. You heard it for yourself. You heard how Gabriel said you're favored, favorite and how you are blessed and how you are close to the Lord and how God has chosen you. You've heard it. Now watch this. Now blessed is she who believes it. In other words, it means nothing if you don't believe it. All that somebody says about you means nothing if you don't believe it. All that encouragement that somebody can pour inside of you means nothing if you don't believe it. All the words of affirmation and confirmation mean nothing if you don't believe it. Oh, but if you believe it. When you believe it, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. When you believe it, nothing shall be impossible to them that believe. When you believe it, you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed from this place and it shall be removed. If you believe it, there's nothing that you and God can't do together. So stop doubting, stop doubting who you are. Stop doubting what God created you to be, be that person, live out that reality, and believe that nothing shall be impossible unto you. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and give you his peace. Right now, you have an opportunity, a wonderful moment where you can release your own insecurities, your own questions, your own doubts, whatever has kept you from not only being the person that God has called you to be, but also being in relationship with God through Jesus Christ. You can release that right now. Simply by giving your heart, giving your life, giving all that you are to God. Listen, the Bible says that he made all of us wonderfully, beautifully fashioning us in his image and after his likeness. We are living souls in physical bodies. And Jesus Christ came that he might save our souls. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to introduce him to you right now and give you the opportunity to open your heart and make Jesus Lord. Won't you pray this prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, I give my life to you now. Thank you for making me wonderfully, beautifully, and fashioning me in your image and after your likeness. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died on a cross for my sins, and I believe he rose again from the dead. And right now, by faith, I accept him as Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to call the number right now that's on your screen. There's somebody there who's anxiously waiting to speak with you, to pray with you and to give you next steps in order that you might know what to do in order to live out your new life in Jesus Christ. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the body of Christ. Welcome to K Chapel. Well, thank you my brothers and sisters in Christ for joining us on this Lord's day. I pray that this worship service has been edifying to your spirit, uplifting to your heart, and it's just really blessed you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Continue to pray for us as we lift up the name of Jesus in these virtual spaces and continue to be a part of our ministries, all that we provide. I want to remind you uh, that we're continuing with our chapel hours. If you have a need and you want to pray in the sanctuary, you can do that on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays of each week. Simply call the church office and speak with Patrice and she will give you a time slot that's available for you to come and spend at least 30 minutes in the chapel to be alone in his presence. I want to also Remind you that we are having a Christmas Eve service, a virtual Christmas Eve service at 6 p.m. on Thursday, Christmas Eve. Get all of your Christmas shopping out of the way and then get in into your homes and on your computers and in front of your televisions as we share a Christmas Eve service virtually together. And now may the love of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with each of you, now henceforth and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Oh, oh, oh.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a song for every girl who's ever been through something. She thought she couldn't make it through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sing these words because I was that girl too Wanting something better than this But who do I turn to Now we're moving from the darkness into the light This is the defining moment of our lives mm. Cause you're beautiful like a flower More valuable than a diamond You are powerful like a fire You can heal the world with your mind And there is nothing in the world that you cannot do When you believe in you Brilliant, yeah, you who are powerful, yeah, you who are resilient. This is a song for every girl
5: who
4: feels that she is not special, cause she don't look like a supermodel cold bottle. The next time the radio tells you. Shake your money maker, shake your head and tell them, tell them you're a leader. Now we're moving from the darkness into light. This is the dividing moment. You're beautiful like a flower More valuable than a diamond You are powerful like a fire You can heal the world with your mind There is nothing in the world that you cannot do When you believe in you Who are beautiful, yeah you brilliant yeah you